So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day, got one here from Wes Holser. Five-star review. I love the podcast, Pat. Each episode is filled with phenomenal tips and advice for beginning agents and more experienced brokers like me. In addition, I love hearing how other rock star agents are killing it. It's extremely motivational to me. Thanks so much, and keep up the great work. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember... I eat feedback for breakfast, so give me a one-star review if you want, or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first, and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. This episode is brought to you in full by Rebus University, the future of real estate training. Go now to www.rebusuniversity.com and use the coupon code ROCK for 20% off your first course. Double your commissions now with Rebus University. Okay, Rockstar Nation, we have a great returning guest. Yes, I have Nancy Braun coming from Charlotte, North Carolina. I just was, wasn't too long ago, I was in Charlotte. I've been there a couple of times in the last couple of years, up until probably a year and a half ago, I never went. And uh, in just probably the last 18 months, I've been twice. Beautiful area, just rocking and rolling and uh, growing by leaps and bounds was just mentioned i think right didn't you say you just saw it, it mentioned as the one of the fastest growing areas in the country tell me well about it. it's uh, according to zillow it was number four for the the hottest real estate markets and number oh, seven they, by realtor.com what, what do they think like what what does hot real estate market mean i think they are considering the cost of living the um, jobs uh, the economic environment uh, we, we have a pretty, very reasonable cost of living in Charlotte, and the price points of our homes are very affordable. We have, the, you know, I guess they, they factor in all of that, as well as the units sold and uh, how much growth is going on in the city. Maybe, I think that's what I read from that uh, article. Yeah, it's always fascinating when you see that. Um, okay, um, but anyways, uh, welcome back. <laughs> Thanks. I'm thrilled to be back. I'm actually honored to be back. Thank you. So the last time you came on, you were episode 425. If you got a, guys didn't hear that, you definitely <laughs> didn't hear it. That was uh, almost uh, 200 episodes ago. We were talking about your transition from an REO agent to a traditional agent. Now your traditional business is close to 70% of your total market share. So we're not going to talk about REOs at all today because it's kind of you know, I don't want to say it's dying, uh, but it's uh, it's certainly not where we want people to focus. We want people to focus on traditional business because there's a lot more money in that today. So let's talk, first of all, tell me about 
your year, what was your, uh, I like to call it, Nancy, the ECI, Ego Commission Income, a lot of <laughs> companies refer to GCI, but what was your uh, ECI in the last, say, 12 months? Well, I uh, had a good year, and I had a strong um, retail presence. Uh, like you said, we've been uh, veering off of the REO focus and working more with the general buyers and sellers. I have my own internal team that works with me, and I also have outside sales agents and inside sales agents. And um, it, it was a nice balance, and I was able to take a three-week vacation to New Zealand and go to St. Lucia and uh, still produce a, a, a good number you know, of, of business. So it, you know, I think I've been trying to find balance in my life, and you know, I, I try to read uh, audible books every week and uh, webinars. I'm trying to always improve my systems and take time with my family. And I, I think that's what I've sort of focused on this year was balance. That's that's awesome. Three weeks is no joke. In New Zealand, I was there last year, so I know I, I could have stayed three weeks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you need three weeks. I barely touched the, the both the islands, but... Uh, yeah, the, the office was still there when I got back. And <laughs> people rise to the occasion, don't they? Yeah, yeah, it was great. It so, was so great. like, how many houses have you sold in the last twelve months? I think we sold uh, two hundred and forty. And what's your average sale price? About uh, it's not very high. That that's where I got to work on. So maybe one seventy five. So one hundred seventy five. Okay. Average. So fifty million in volume, something like that. Yeah, so we um, we used to do bigger numbers during the REO days. So my highest ones once was five hundred twenty-five, but uh, it, that didn't. It doesn't mean more profit. It doesn't matter. The units doesn't matter at the end of the day. You got to be. You got to work smart. Ain't that the truth? Right, mm -hmm. ain't that the truth? And that's why I call it ECI, right? Because it's some people get get out there and say, "Yeah, I made a million bucks," right? But their profit is four percent, and it's like. Or their stress yeah, level because grand, right? <laughs> making mistakes or not having control over their systems. We're very systematized here, which is really that's uh, in place to, to create consistency and um, have, be more uh, proactive rather than reactive. So when we did 525 closings, I, I probably lost a few years of my life and <laughs> the stress of it, you know, as it came on. Whereas now I feel like we're producing a better service product for our clients and happier clients. Good for you. And you're happier too. And yeah, you probably couldn't have never taken three weeks in New Zealand mm -mm. back in the day with a listing a day or three listings a day. I remember those REO days and I had a ton of accounts too. And, uh -huh. you know, I, I remember just one crack. I don't want to say the wrong number, but. I think one, they used to always give us the, the listings on Fridays for some. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's right. And uh, I, I remember, I think we got 28 listings one day, and that was like, well, man, we got 28 listings today. You know what I mean, and that—that's the sort of fires that you had to put out, right? Like, oh sh crap, you know, now now we gotta get these on the market, and yeah, and they gave you a certain amount of time that you had to, you know, tell them what it was worth and get the original you know what i mean so by monday at noon it all your time limits were up and mm -hmm. crazy stressful days so uh, let's get back to that so what did you say your uh, gross commission was last year uh gross commission i think we were closer to um 
our, our gross commission for the company, the commission, not the volume, I see. Yeah. Uh, we were about a million. A million bucks. And what would you say your profit margin is? Not so good. <laughs> Not so good. Temporary but that, we're just sort of, we kind of break even. We break even. So how, so how do you make money? Well, I have a salary. So you're, you pay yourself a salary? I do. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. that's, and is that how you've always done it? Not in the beginning. I used to wait and hope for crumbs. But uh, no, I've consistently, um, for many, many years now, been on a salary. And I'm building a business. And uh, so, you know, our money goes back into the business. And I also invest in properties. So I'm a, my own investor and have rentals. I'm actually um, converting a, a property that I just bought a couple weeks ago into an Airbnb. So I have a diverse That's type of fun. business model. And I also do property management. So tell me about that Airbnb now. You, is that in a regular neighborhood? I know. Yes, yes. I bought an old house that needs to be completely gutted, and I'm going to make it really wild and funky and, and very desirable for the millennials. And funky and, and yeah, is there's no regulations that will prohibit you from doing that? Not in that neighborhood. No, I can I can do that. It's it's in an older neighborhood. And this, yeah. so that's the way to go, huh? Get an old house. Yeah. Make it funky and new. Basically, rip out all the walls and make it open. That's right. I'm ripping out the ceiling, too, so the, the, the wood rafters on the roof are going to be exposed. Yeah. And really, anywhere near a hotel, and every town has hotels, or within a couple of miles of a hotel, you're, you're pretty much guaranteed traffic. I've got about five hotels within a half a mile from it, so I'm excited. I'm very excited. But there also is a 600-square-foot structure behind the house that I'm going to convert to a studio apartment for the Airbnb and so they can rent out the house and or the uh, the back building you as well. You have to look around for, for that. I think the biggest fear there that I've had in doing that myself is just that the neighbors are going to complain. You know what I mean? That the city has an ordinance or that there's some, something's going to come up and they're going to say, hey, you know, you know, your rental license doesn't cover that. We don't have that issue where I am. Yeah, but if you're in a, a subdivision, there might be some restrictions on how long the lease can be for. Yeah. Okay. But, I, but there's no, you know, HOA rules where I bought. All right. I now I'm so excited. <laughs>As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. All right, and uh, I guess, just curious, like, what do you pay yourself a salary? 
How much? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> what is, is, is what you do you pay yourself? yourself? <laughs> pay yourself enough and then, and then yeah. I guess you feel good about, you know, hey, I can take three weeks off or whatever, you know, and that sort of thing. And it's my business. So I'm um, investing back into my business and yeah. I'm always striving to improve profit. And that's our mission this year is to get, get profitable. So, okay. Uh, yeah. So let, let's talk about like your recruit. First of all, what does your company look like? So I, uh, I consider our company model very different than the traditional real estate model. So I'm the owner and then I have 10 full-time employees. I have another, um, let's say about 15 virtual assistants and another 10 um, uh, field service people, maybe seven field service people outside. Um, so we, and then I have about 10, eight, 10 to 12 agents at any time. So there's about 50 of us in total. And wow. some, of them, some of them salaries, some of them independent contractors, some of them part-time. I usually have interns. Um, so I have a real employee-centric model. You sure yeah. do. Like, and do like these virtual assistants? Are they in the Philippines? Or are they where? Where are they? Uh, most are in the Philippines. And mm -hmm. are those the ones doing your REO work, or are they doing your traditional stuff too? So I have three that are my ISAs, and those are in the Philippines. So they're really answering the phones. I have two more in in-house ISAs. Uh, then I have uh, a, a couple that are doing the REO stuff. Um, there, I always say to my agent, my staff, if you're getting overwhelmed, I'll, I'll get you a virtual assistant. So then they just delegate any of the repeated work to mm. their, their virtual assistant. I have a bookkeeper that does a great job with the REO reimbursements and other tasks. Yeah, you got to have that. Yeah. And I have um, all my SEO and marketing and uh, social media stuff done by the virtual assistants. So that's a big, big chunk right there. All right. Well, let's, uh, you know, 50 people and, and, and. Five years ago, how many did you have? Oh, I had more. I had yeah. more because I had more in-house staff. Yeah, I've yeah because of the REO. So now, mm -hmm. yeah. So, okay, so where are you recruiting? Like, how are you? How are you getting the agents? Let's talk about that. Let's talk a so, little bit about the agents. The so we've been doing a pretty good uh, Facebook marketing campaign, and to, yes, for agents. And so, give me an idea of what the actual ad looks like. I mean, I want people to be like, "Oh, I want to run that ad. I want to copy Nancy and run this in Mississippi." Well, I, I think I have various different ads that go out. Uh, we offer a free book of benefits, and then they can go on our um, uh, the lead page and get the book of benefits, which shows uh, uh, pretty in detail uh, and. Uh, attractively it shows you know what they can uh, expect to receive coming on board with showcase and um, then you know um, we do ads in um, various uh, portals I use wise hire I don't know if you've heard of wise hire yeah, absolutely he's been on the show um, oh cool yeah yeah he's been on our show um, why don't you tell everyone about it though so I, I really love it. I hire from Wise Hire completely. It's, it focuses on real estate industry, and they pro, I push out ads in LinkedIn and re recruiting sites. Um, I'm not sure which ones they send out. And they all get funneled into their website, and I'm a big disk test person, so they, the person that submits their resume also has to do the disk test. So right then you can look at their resume, you can look at their cover letter, you can look at their disk tests and 
evaluate whether you want to uh, bring them in or talk to them. Uh, so I have different ads running, whether it's to have um, ISAs or recruiting agents, people to join my team, um, or, or other tasks, if, you know, administrative uh, uh, work. And the people can come in on that site and I interview pretty much anyone that's licensed that has a decent resume because they might be interviewing for a paid employment job, but maybe they're really not admin material. Maybe they're high D and I, and I recruit them instead. So they come in, I meet them, and I'm like, you should be an agent. Uh, so that, that's a nice tool. I, I love WiseHire. I, I recommend it to a lot of people. I think it's great. Yeah, that's great. I mean, there's so many, so many steps that they provide that just get you right there. You know, I think a lot of agents don't grow because they're afraid of all those steps in between. You know what I mean? And, and then, then they're afraid they're going to hire somebody and it's not going to work out and it's going to be so much more pain involved in that than it is pain to just not grow the team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, we, we have a plethora of leads because we're really fabulous at marketing and our, our branding and getting prop, um, prospects to go into our CRM. So I have over 51,000 leads in my database. So I always am, uh, you know, promoting in my marketing materials. And one thousand. What, what, what CRM are you using? I use Commissions Inc. Okay, and and 51,000. What do what do you do with 51,000? What what? Uh, how do well, you- it's interesting. I was just uh, speaking with a prospective agent right before I got on this call, and we got onto my site. And we're looking at the back end of it to see the 51,000 leads in the dashboard. And there was one lead in there that we opened that had been on the platform for over 1,100 days. But they were looking to be a seller. And it, she just logged in this morning. They've been logging in every day. I mean, some of my older leads are my okay, best So leads. they were on there for um, three and a half years. And Correct. They really weren't logging in. They just kind of were dead. And then all of a sudden they started logging in and you're like, hey, bing, 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 new activity. Exactly. Johnson. Exactly. Right. So, so I've been building this lead machine for, since I opened Showcase in 2008. So maybe, you know, maybe 2010. I probably, I played with some other CRMs before Commission Sync. So maybe we're talking 2010. So about seven years worth of leads. But I say to my agents, some of these older leads are the best because they were kicking tires when they got on first. But now they're really ready to go. So um, I, I think part of the reason why we have leads is because I don't allow for phone duty. Uh, we've always paid employees that are scripted to answer the phones, and those are my ISAs. So they capture that prospect, put them into the database, and set them up on drip campaigns. And, um, and then we set them up with property alerts, and we email them, we text blast them, we videos, we send them really good content material so they stay on board and they, and they open a good chunk of the emails. All, all that done via the company or via the agent? Oh, we company. The company. And is the agent allowed to like take ownership and say, um, you know, I, I want these hundred leads or do they stay like company leads until they're at some point? Yeah, so once we've reached contact, so if they uh, signed on to our CRM and they are in our database, but we have not actually spoken to them, we don't typically assign them to an agent. So we keep them in in place and we keep following up with them. So the ISAs are more in charge of those people. Mm -hmm. But once they've spoken to the lead and they label them, we label them A lead, B lead, or C lead. 
they could, uh, we might assign, most likely we'll assign the A and B leads to an agent, and then the agents kind of take over from there. And what, what's the definition of A, B, or C? A is they're ready to go, they're pre-approved. B, right. they're, yeah, B, they're probably 60, new, or 60 or more days out and not pre-approved. C, they probably can't get pre-approved anytime soon. You're just looking, yeah. So we stick the C's in the database. They're, you know, they're, they're, they get all our materials, and uh, we hope that we can change them to an A or B lead eventually. But the A and B leads will, yeah, you know, themselves. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so right. So, and then we can see, you know, who last logged in, how many times they've logged in, are they opening the emails? Are they opening the property alerts? How engaged are they in the system? And that sort of draws us to decide whether we should keep following up and how frequently we should follow up. Mm. So one of the things when you asked before, how am I luring these agents? Well, that most of them coming in, two things they want, they want leads and they want support. That's every single person that walks in the door. They want leads and they want support. So if they're at one of my competitors, you know, to them, they're, they're getting maybe renter leads, they're getting the scratch and dent leads, they're not really getting the volume of leads that we have, and it's a numbers game. Or they're not getting any leads. They, you know, they're at a company that says, hey, you gotta pick up the phone and prospect, you know? That's right. Yeah, and if they're a new the agent, venture. it's so hard to call your church and your, your sphere, because this sphere knows that you have no experience. And it's really, really hard to get your feet wet with that as your lead source. So um, those agents come on board. They're, they're hungry for business. They want to get, you know, get working. They typically are with another company. They've maybe drained their bank account because they've spent money on coaching. They've spent money on the systems and they're not getting anywhere. And then the support question, you know, I'm like, what do you mean by the support? And I think that they get, some of them get lost in the teams or they get lost in, they don't feel like anyone's watching over them or watching their business, or uh, they feel like they don't have direction. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and it's great. It's easy, right? If your ads is like, hey, you know, 51,000 leads versus they're in a situation where they're not really getting any leads. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, I had somebody, I had um, Alex Charfin who created the CDP or whatever course, um, you know, told me one time and I, I was talking to him about creating something to give agents more free time. And he's like, nah, it, it, he said, you're not going to sell. You won't make a lot of money with that. And I said, well, why not? He says, you know, agents don't want that. You know, I mean, what agents really want is more leads. Mm-hmm. That's what they want. It's like, you know, give the people what they want. So it, it makes a lot of sense. And I think that's the same thing with, you know, recruiting agents, obviously, is that's what they want. They want the leads. And unfortunately, most of them want the low-hanging fruit leads, but they don't really want to make the 15 follow-up calls. Mm, um, yeah. And so they, I think that's why they want the volume of leads, because they want to take the cream of the crop out of the leads that they get and the ones that are ready, willing, and able to go now. Um, but they're, they're not known for the, as much follow-up as we do internally. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been eBooks forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, 
open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. So Nancy, what's your, what's your market like? You know, buyer's market, seller's market? Seller's market. Oh, crazy seller's market. So there's so little for sale. Um, very little new construction and uh, a growing population and a, a big rental um, population. They're, they're building apartments everywhere, uh, luxury rentals. Uh, but uh, we, we could sell a $200,000 house probably a hundred times. I mean, it just, you know, multiple, multiple offers when, when it comes doing? on the market. We, um, as a buyer agent, you know, when my agents are acting as a buyer agent, we say that they have to present their offer better than everyone else's offer. So we yeah, create right. a multiple offer package, you know, so we include a table of contents, uh, a love letter with the pictures of the family that wants to buy their house, personalized to the seller, and um, a, a, as strong of a, a approval letter as possible, a very, very, very clean offer. Um, in fact, the, the little Airbnb that I'm buying, uh, my offer was a multiple offer scenario. I offered cash, no inspection, seven-day close, as is, um, and that's how I got it. <laughs> how many offers were there? Four in one day. And they mm. said, the, the seller said they were going to make the decision that day. So I was fast and I didn't, and I knew I was going to completely gut the house. So I didn't even care about an inspection. Yeah, right. Did, did you overbid or? I probably overbid a few thousand, but I don't care. Yeah. Right. I right. got it. I, yeah. And, and I, so what, how are agents getting listings in a market like that? I mean, it's so, like fight, they're fighting over, do you see commissions dropping? Do you see like open door and a lot of these companies coming in and just swooping them up? Well, we don't drop our commission myself, you know, when I'm going on listing appointments because we're doing so much marketing, very expensive, costly marketing for our sellers. Is that, is that tough? I mean, I imagine generally when you're in like that massive seller market, right, you, you know, agents are... You got five. I'm interviewing five agents. I want to pick one, and someone's going to get paid this weekend. A lot yeah. Of you see a well, it, it, the, the, commission. The, the people that want to reduce commission are, are, are they're maybe not my my seller. Uh, but when I do my presentation and I show them what we offer, I explain how our marketing tools are going to get you more offers, better offers. So it, you're going to actually end up netting more money than if you went with this discount broker that's going to be limited service and not give you all the marketing that we're going to give you. So it's huge. I mean, the kind of things that we do generate so much activity. So we, you know, we do amazing videos of the properties um, and we, we take advantage of all the tools that are out there to market the properties. And, but I have a very strong marketing team. So our properties are really, really better marketed than my competitors. I know they are. 
So I can show that and I can show my numbers and I can show, I have a PowerPoint and I show how I sell my homes for least amount of time, most amount of dollars and least amount of hassle. And I can show it by numbers. And then I show the marketing reports that we provide the seller during their time that they're enlisted with us. And I think that's where a lot of sellers are hungry for information. They are all, it's not the old days where you listed it and you waited till an offer came around. Your, your partner's in this and the sellers want to participate in the process. They want to talk about how their home is going to be marketed and where it's going to be marketed and how many hits are they getting and how many clicks. And they want to know that. And I think we, we've come up with a very effective campaign so we can uh, update them during their listing. Uh, so we actually provide them a live calendar. They can click on any day and go, oh, I see Nancy posted uh, our property on Tru Trulion. This is what it looks like. Oh, I that see. Live calendar. Do you, are you using someone else to do that? Did you create that yourself? One of my virtual assistants, yeah. Created a live calendar. Yeah. So they could really see, like, what is being done. Exactly. Everybody has, you know, in, with Rebus University and Real Estate Rockstars, we have live calendars at any given time. Someone could see what my schedule is, what, what, what is due, what blogs are due, what, you know, episodes coming out, Nancy Braun, whatever, you know. Why, why not give that to the seller? Why not? Exactly. Like, yeah. They want to be party, party to the whole thing. They're all internet savvy now. They're, 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 they don't want to have to go on the line and try to dig and find their property. So we send it to them. This is what you look like on all these portals and platforms. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so um, uh, what about investors? Like, are, are, Have all the investors been squeezed out because they feel like they're overpaying? Well, that's, that's a good challenge. I met with a, a hedge fund yesterday that I'm going to be uh, helping uh, buy some uh, properties and I mean, you know, went in the, the hedge funds went into Charlotte early. I mean, they went. They did. They went. They, went to, uh, they, they gobbled up Atlanta, and and then they went right to Charlotte. It seems, and I, I know four or five years ago they were buying. Are they still buying in there? I haven't seen the the single family rental market as as strong where they're buying the properties to hold and rent. Uh, I think they've trailed off because there really isn't an opportunity to get their numbers to work. Mm. Uh, but uh, the there are still investors out there that are doing the fix and flips and we need those because a lot of the buyers out there don't want to lift a finger. They just want to move right in and hang their pictures. And Ain't so that truth? that's true. There's so a real market for it. I mean, mm -hmm. they're doing a service for sure. Right. Right. So that's where I, I think I'm focusing more on rather than the SFRs. To flippers. Now are flippers making the, the enough of a profit? Like I, I know, you know, just plain devil's advocate, you know, what they probably made on a flip in Charlotte four years ago is probably, is it different than what they can make on a flip today? Yeah. So the one I met with yesterday, their goal is 25% after cost. So that's what they want to net. 25. Yeah. Can they do that? Yeah. So let's say you buy a house for a hundred. Pretty good. Yeah. So if you bought a house for a hundred, you put 50,000 into it. Then you just tack on twenty five percent. They want they need to make um, they need to sell the house for I think it was like one ninety or something yeah, like that. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Probably more than that after commissions and stuff like that. But yeah, but yeah, roughly that's well, that's good. If they if the numbers still work like that, then great. Um, you know, because those are good numbers. Those those are good flip numbers. Um, well, they're few and far between, but you have to work harder and. You have to be more creative. So the other, the other, your agents, like you're at, at, at your sales meetings, you're telling your agents, 
you know, we need to work harder to get listings and we need to work harder uh, to find investor flips. How? What do they need to do? Well, uh, they need to be on time, you know, timely. You know, we send out to our agents, you know, uh, just listed to, you know, or we're, we just got acquired these assets or we have a, a list of all our properties that we haven't yet put on MLS yet that they could tap into and start looking at. Um, they could be checking for sale by owners. They should be checking coming soons. Uh, and, uh, you, you know, they're, all my agents are starting to farm neighborhoods. And you, you have to work harder. Everything's internet-based. Um, so you need to really, man, you know, have the right tools. And we're doing a big mail campaign. So we're actually using, you know, postal mail letters out to different groups, whether probate for sale owners expired. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a lot more expensive to get the listing, a lot more time consuming. Uh, I think it's easier for me as a, a company owner to be able to implement a, a system like that because it's, I, have, I have staff that can uh, create and implement and do those kind of uh, marketing campaigns. Uh, as a single agent, I think it's really hard. I think it may make more sense for a single agent to align themselves with a firm like mine that does all the marketing and gets all the leads and then they can just go out and be great at what they're great at which is sell and write offers and negotiate um for for a single agent to spend all that money and time doing all that incredibly expensive and time-consuming marketing and that might not even be their forte it, it might not be a, a good use of their time instead maybe pay pay a little get a little less commission you know pay your your broker uh their a higher split and and get those leads and go out there and make and do what you're good at which is sell that's why you got into the business in the first place yeah 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 now with your isas right who is in charge of who is your isa in charge of the agents or your agents in charge of the isa meaning does the isa if they have an agent that's, that's that's dropping the ball, do they have the ability to be like, eh, I'm not giving her any more leads. I'm giving them the Frank instead because he always, you know, does good by them. That that they have the the authority and they can go in and if they see that the agent has not communicated with that lead for two weeks or more, uh, they can reassign the lead. Uh, they can reach out to the uh, agent and say, Hey, you know, I, I see. Uh, Joe just logged into our system, but I don't see you communicating with them. Are you know? Can you reach out to them? Um, but uh, uh, ultimately, the ISAs have um, authority over the leads. Who gets the leads? And you, right? yeah. mm -hmm. well, you know, a lot of agents, unfortunately, they call once, so they call the lead when they first get it, and then they don't pick up the phone after that. Yeah. What's what's some exciting technology or exciting like phone app or, or, or something that you're using now recently that you've implemented? Oh, gosh, I know. I, I should have been prepared. Um, what am I using? I think the, 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 the biggest thing we're doing is video. So um, I think you can't go wrong with video. If, however, you can, you know, everyone's heard of BombBomb, and I'm trying to do more BombBomb follow-up emails. Um communicating more with our leads with using, uh, 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 you know, I'm always videoing um, how-to type of videos. Yeah. Uh, I just started using Loom, L-O-O-M, and basically you could do how-to videos to your team or to clients or whatever, and you don't have to download the video and then 
uploaded to Dropbox. It goes straight there, right? That's so you amazing. Can just literally, like every day, you know, be sending little screenshots or things on your computer or just voice things. Boom. Oh, that's right. I'm going to look yeah. into that. That's perfect. It's free. it's free, too. It's free. Right. Right. So you can't go wrong with Facebook Live, the same concept. Um, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and doing more videos. Uh, you know, I do a video when I, I'm going to do an open house. I do one uh, at the property before it gets started. I do one during the video, you know, at the end of the open house. Uh, a lot of people are overlooking the, the video that, uh, feature of um, Zillow. And I think that's a big mistake. They need to make sure that they um, do it. Uh, it's a, it takes two minutes, but 99% of the listings on Zillow don't have that video. And I've heard from uh, prospects that they are, only look at listings that have that video because they want to get that three-dimensional kind of feel, the floor yeah, plan. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. That's great advice. Well, well, listen, Nancy, this has been fun. So now um, everybody that comes on the show now brings a free gift with them. And what we do is we put that free gift on your page, which what I'm going to do is I'm going to make it hybendigital.com Nancy Brom 2, right? So it's hybendigital.com. That's backslash. You might want to write this down. B-R-A-U-N. Nancy Braun 2, the number 2. And I'm also going to put it in the toolbox, uh, uh, which you can find on hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. Why don't you tell us what uh, you brought as a free gift today? Well, uh, I'm going to uh, put together a list of some of my um, objection handling language and um, handling the leads and a follow-up um, process on how to follow up with the leads. Okay. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and guys, we're going to put that in a PDF format. You can print it out, type, put it right on your desk and use it on a day-to-day basis. Uh, it's obviously working well for Nancy. Nancy, listen, this has been a joy. Thank you so much for coming back on. I wish you the best of luck in Charlotte. And next time I am in your neck of the woods, I will look you up and we can bring You got some- it. I owe you a drink. This episode is brought to you in full by Rebus University, the future of real estate training. Go now to www.rebusuniversity.com and use the coupon code ROCK for 20% off your first course. Double your commissions now with Rebus University. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you may be listening. If you haven't already, please give us a review. I don't care whether it's a one-star review or a five-star review. We eat feedback for breakfast, and we need your reviews. Also, the more reviews we get, the better our guests become. Thanks again for listening, and find me on social media simply by typing in my name. I'm Pat Hyben, and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.